Welcome to PhD Landia. I'm Virginia Palencia, and this is Melissa Lee. And this is a podcast that helps doctoral students find work life balance. What is what that? that is. <laughs> Learn the rules of the game and how to work smarter and not kill yourself in the process. I apologize, but I think my chair just broke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so, what's happening here. I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to work with it. And I think it actually speaks to our topic today, which yeah. is, uh, which is part two mm-hmm. on work-life balance. Mm-hmm. We're so out of balance. We had to make a part two. <laughs> wow. Um, and, and I think this might be a special edition. We'll call it the guilt edition. Yeah. Um, especially for the parents out there. But even if you're not a parent, mm-hmm significant relationships mm-hmm. in your life probably mm-hmm. are going to take a hit during this time and mm-hmm. so it's, it's a good topic I think mm-hmm. so uh Melissa Lee yes how was your summer oh um what summer hmm. I think that's my first well you know working full-time summer is always the really busy season um in my job because we're you know having new students in it's when we run the summer programs um, and then because it's summer, you try to find time you know, to spend time with your family. Um, basically, my productivity in terms of trying to write and read has taken a huge hit in the summer. And I call it the summer slump. What about you? Um, I think I, I felt the same slump, but mm-hmm. for different reasons. <laughs> uh, I got injured. <laughs> First, it was my back, so I, I took a painkiller for my back, and then I fell down like an old woman Yikes. and hurt uh, my left hand with dislocated knuckles. It was ugly. So I could not type for probably about five weeks, um, and I think after that, I got discouraged. Mm-hmm. So I definitely hit a slump for different mm-hmm. reasons. Yeah. Um, but I'm back in the game. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> We're slowly picking up the pieces. It's not like my father. I still got skin in the game. <laughs> I'm trying. Uh, like lurching across the finish line. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. still doing it. And we are kind of almost at the finish line because we're both trying to write our dissertation. We're done with coursework, finally. So we're almost there, kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. I had a, I had an interesting discussion just yesterday with somebody, and mm-hmm. it really changed my perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm very much, or have been caught up in the, oh, God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got my prospectus. I've got my GA work. Right. I have my other work. I right. have, we're not even going to get into the other responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And you know when you start to feel that, mm-hmm. um, September's coming around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I had somebody completely shift my attitude yesterday he said oh how marvelous you'll be done in six months <gasps> and at first I, I like got angry at that like really but then I was like but that's actually kind of correct I actually am really close to the finish line yeah it's like I'm in the forest but I can't even see the trees yeah you know, yeah that I don't even realize I'm, I'm right on the other side we're like hikers who get lost in the mm-hmm. mountains and mm-hmm. don't realize they were like half a mile from a highway the whole time. Yeah. I Maybe. definitely feel very lost, kind of, right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's a good perspective to have. You know, and then that got me thinking that 
this is actually a really unique time in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's a demanding time. Mm-hmm. But there's also, like, if you have any ability to stop and be present in it just for a moment, just to appreciate, mm-hmm. like, holy crap, I'm here. We yeah. finished classes. We made it. <laughs> but we're so busy worrying about the next make it that we're not appreciating it, you know. That's and true. I was like, but honestly, this is probably going to go through this several times in our lives, not just the school, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I think so. I also think, I mean... Um, so for our listeners in our program, um, a lot, most of the PhD students, once they reach this point in um, their PhD career, I guess, um, they make us take this class, mm-hmm. um, which in uh, on paper is a dissertation writing class. It keeps you on track to finish your first three chapters, get your perspectives uh, defense in, and then you can do your data analysis bit. Um, but I have chosen to call it group therapy because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, and so last week's class was was really helpful in just trying to figure out or um, trying to work out the feelings of guilt. Really? And I think guilt is something that's very present, especially for both of us being parents mm-hmm. uh, and having partners and trying to run a household or you know, keep up the partnership of running a household and keeping the children alive and all that stuff that yeah, is part of being a parent. So that's amazing. How did this group therapy session <laughs> happen? Because when I, when I, I didn't think the class would be structured yeah. like this at all. Yeah, I didn't think so either just because of who was teaching it. Um, but, you know, that's how he set the pace. Okay. Um, of the class, he wanted us to just talk about, you know, he made us write down the top three things that, you know, made us anxious or gave us anxiety um, about this process. And just uh, across the table between the nine of us, there was this consensus that um, guilt was one of the biggest things. Yeah. Um, you, you know, when you're spending time with your family, you feel guilty because you're not working on your dissertation. Um, you're not actively reading or writing, and when you're actively reading and writing and putting yourself in that space, you feel guilt because you know maybe you're supposed to be spending time with your family, but you're not, or you know you're supposed to be doing the laundry or doing the dishes, um, so things like that, um, and so that really helped knowing that I wasn't alone in feeling that guilt. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say that that's definitely an enormous thing for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's such an important discussion because mm-hmm. you just feel like when people ask me what this feels like, I'm like, I feel like everybody's getting the worst of me, mm-hmm. whether it's my job, mm-hmm. the job for myself, which is a dissertation. That's mm-hmm. you know, something I'm choosing for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, my relationship or my, my kids, you mm-hmm. feel like you're phoning everything in and pleasing no one. Yeah. That's a very uncomfortable space. Yeah. That I've been in about for two years. Yeah. Um, but I guess one thing I could say that has been helpful to me mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. um, is to compartmentalize. Yeah. I think that's probably the opposite of what they tell you in psychology. Mm. But I have a very strict sense now, and it took me until last year to figure this out. Mm-hmm. But I have a very strict sense that the moment I walk through my door, I do not work anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I may not be home very much, mm-hmm. but when I am home... Mm-hmm. You know, because I kept trying to work and then kids kept bugging me. Then I realized, yeah. well, it's of course they are. They want my time. Right. They've been missing it. Right. And even it's to talk about stupid, I have teenagers, <laughs> to talk about <laughs> really dumb things. Right. Um, 
And so trying to just really be a little bit more present Mm -hmm. helped me kind of calm down and understand that that's still not probably a 100%, but it's better. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm at work, I'm not really having the phone or those kind of Mm -hmm. distractors that would be my family or other people pulling Mm -hmm. unless it's important. Right. So I think that helps a little. It doesn't take it all away. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then also realizing it is absolutely okay to to perform at a C minus level. It's absolutely fine because mm-hmm. your C minus is still probably somebody mm-hmm. else's A plus, mm-hmm. whether that's parenting or you know work. What I heard last week really, you know, it was it was said in a kind of a different context, but also somewhat related, is not like don't be a perfectionist was yeah. what we were told as a class um, because, and, you know, we were told that because as doctoral students, you've gotten to this stage, um, all of, everyone's a perfectionist in some way. Oh, yeah, to get here, you must be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you must be. That was exactly, you know, what was yeah. said. And so even if we just let it go or phone it in, it's still going to be pretty good work. Yeah. Um, so that was, you know, that, that was one of my biggest takeaways. Um, I think there's two things you can't phone in, though. You really can't phone in a baby. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) You can put them in front of Elmo. That is phoning You could. You could. Um, But. And you really don't want to phone in the really important times with your partner. Because that's going to cause big problems. Yeah. Yeah. And so the other big takeaway was um, to have that conversation with, you know, your family, your partner, kids, whoever else is old enough to understand that this is a time commitment and there needs to be some expectations laid out about, you know, how your time is allocated, um, you know, how many how many hours a day you're going to dedicate to doing X, Y, or Z and having that laid out really clearly. Um, and I guess that, you know, works for some, for some families, or maybe that works for most families. It definitely yeah. worked for mine, because mm-hmm. I have older kids, I have mm-hmm. two 14s and a 10, mm-hmm. um, and I began this, um, you know, 8 and 12s, yeah. um, where I sat down and I explained, this is going to be a while, but mm-hmm. this is a sacrifice, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is what it's going to look like mm-hmm. on the other side, um, and I've come to realize that every time I feel the guilt, I think this is really powerful. The same person I was talking to yesterday was like, you realize your kids don't even notice the guilt. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't even know. <laughs> like, yeah. You feel like yeah. you're missing everything. Yeah. And I do. I, I miss some of their commitments and things. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is at the end of the day, they, they're good. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually perfectionism again yeah. as a parent. Yeah. Um, and especially now where you and I are, where I can say this actually has a finite end. Mm-hmm. And this is what it's going to look like on the ground from from this point on. Mm-hmm. It's been good. Yeah. Um, and I think every year I'm like, do I want to keep doing this? You know, I have that moment. Mm-hmm. And I will have to say, like, my kids every time are like, no, absolutely, you must. Yeah. They say that. And I don't know. It's because they just don't want me around because I'm strict. <laughs> I do actually think that's part of it, if I'm honest. <laughs> But I think part of them, though, is they know it's a big deal. Yeah. They know it's a big deal. Yeah. Um, it's not a casual thing in our family to be doing this. It's mm-hmm. a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think for my family, I mean, I have a toddler. She's two. She barely knows anything. <laughs> um, kind of. I don't know. I think that there's a lot going on with that one. I think she's uh, oh, yeah. to watch out for her mind. Oh, yeah. Um, but, 
you know, with, with my husband, he's he's been through it, you know, but he was a full-time student, so he had um, the, 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 the dynamics of the situation were definitely different. But I think because he's been through it, he's kind of, there's kind of this unspoken understanding between the two of us that once bedtime comes, then it's my time. I sit down, I write, I read. Um, he knows he gets the weekends um, before 8 p.m. because 8 p.m. is bedtime. Um, so we never really had to have that conversation. Wait, you guys go to bed at 8 p.m.? No, we don't. The kid does. Oh, girl, I was doing this. I got, I panicked. No way. I was about to have some imposter <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Crap. There is no way. No, no way. But, you no. know, we know that as soon as um, the kid goes to bed at 8 p.m., you know, I sit down, I read, I write, I do whatever I need to do. Um, and then I stop at about 11, 11-ish. You know, we talk a little bit and then we go to bed. So I think there's an unspoken understanding. And I think that's because um, he's been, you know, he's been there and he kind of knows what, what it's like to go through yeah. the stage. So My husband hasn't, um, but he really, uh, I'm really lucky uh, he appreciates it. It's important, mm-hmm. um, and just gives me his his full weight. Mm-hmm. And he has a crazy schedule, so mm-hmm. I think a lot of it for us is just like what you and um, Andrew do, right? Is mm-hmm. we trade off times. Yeah. And I was like, look, I've fallen behind on my deadlines because of this injury. I'm gonna need to take either a Saturday or Sunday mm-hmm. where I compartmentalize and get away from all of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just write or do what I need to do without abandon. For mm-hmm. seven or eight hours, please, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm lucky enough to, to have that. Yeah. And it's interesting um, because I think if you didn't have that support, you wouldn't survive very long if you have a lot of mm-hmm. relationships and expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys talked about guilt in your class. Mm-hmm. You also talked about um, how he was saying you don't need to be perfectionist right. or caution against perfectionism. Right. What else came up? If you don't mind me asking. No, of course. Um, I don't want to get too personal. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that group therapy class is great. I recommend it for everyone. I think every program should have something like that. I'm Um, so jealous. I wish I could have sat there. Yeah. I think it would have done me good. Yeah, it really, really helped. Um, The other thing that, you know, always comes up, um, as you know, is whether we are doing too much or too little in terms of reading and writing. Um... And I think this, this, you know, came up because everyone had just came off doing their comps, you know, we were all doing our lit mm-hmm. reviews. And so we were really struggling with how much do we read? Yes. Um, it's a get. rabbit hole. It is. And then you go down in these like crazy rabbit holes. Um, and so that, that came up a lot. Um, and the advice given to us was your dissertation. So your field of you know, your, your field, your area of interest is a brick wall. Your dissertation is just one brick in that wall. Um, and so you, you don't have to be an expert in that brick wall, but you have to be an expert in that brick. And that really oh, helps. Yeah, put that things takes in pressure off. It does. It does. Because I feel almost embarrassed that I don't know everything because right? I feel the expectation <laughs> is I should know everything. Yeah. And that takes... I think that, I think with time, you would definitely get closer mm-hmm. to knowing the wall. But yeah, mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. And, you know, in that, in that same uh, vein, he said that you don't have to be an expert in your field. You just have to be an expert in what exactly you're studying in your dissertation. 
which I guess makes sense you know, if you're doing a 200 pager and at the end of the day you don't know what you're doing it's kind of embarrassing maybe but also because yeah. it's only I mean if it's a 200 page dissertation your lit review takes up I don't know like a quarter maybe that's still depending on what you're studying it might just be a drop in the ocean my subject I could go on for mm -hmm. oh yeah yeah there's a lot there is a lot. <laughs> there is a lot. I think, like, there's some overlap. I'm always ambitious. Yeah. There's some overlap in what we're both studying, but it's also so different. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's a really good example. But I think the benefit, too, is I have passion for it still. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what it's like, and, um, and forgive me if you're in that boat, but when mm -hmm. you you go down the journey and realize this isn't for me. I yeah. need to switch gears. Yeah. That's got to be painful. Yeah. That's like all, that's a whole episode there. It's how do you regroup <laughs> and recover and yeah, and find your desire to keep going and moving forward. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm sure there are people out there. I mean, I know, uh, you know, my husband has friends who um, get to that point and realize this really isn't what I want to do and so you know they spend another whole year just switching gears and you know um, turning around or you know doing all the other stuff that they have to do um, it's got to be painful I think yeah, yeah. so kind of circling back because mm -hmm. you know this is our part two <laughs> yes work-life balance and I feel like we talked a little bit more about kind of self-care and mm -hmm different things, mm -hmm. you know, that you can do. Yeah. Um, and this is probably a little bit more focused on our relationships. I think mm -hmm. definitely having that conversation of, hey, this is what it's going to look at like. This, yeah. is, this is temporary. Yeah. This does have a deadline. Yeah. Um, and having that respect. But mm -hmm. how would you recommend dialing back in with your partner or your family? Wow. I think, I mean... It really depends on the family dynamic, right? You know, mm -hmm. different families work differently. Um, for us, we try to talk because our commute. We have a similar commute, mm -hmm. but we just we don't carpool because you know our end like you know the end of the day we just go in all different directions. Um, so on on our commute, we call each other on the phone. We talk. Um, I'm usually home before he is. So he'll call me on his commute home, and then, you know, I'll put him on speakerphone, and we try to have a grown-up conversation with a toddler running crazy in the background, <laughs> and me trying to cook and do, like, six I love things. you completely. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> we need to get this repaired. <laughs> I feel your pain. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, you know, that's, that's our checking in, especially in the mornings when there's more peace between, yes. you know, in where we are. So that's, that's our checking in time. We check in with each other. That time because bedtime can be, you know, if I'm on a roll, I might choose to stay up past mm -hmm. midnight. It rarely happens, mm -hmm. but you know, not, I don't not want to. Me. Yeah, it does. Um, so yeah, those you know, we, we just check in with each other um, in the mornings. We try to do that every day. I think that's you know, kind of how we work. So you kind of do like a daily check in. Mm -hmm. Do you guys ever? Um, is it hard or easy for you guys to make plans to spend time together, especially when you have a little kid? I think yeah. it's really important to be like, oh, yeah, yeah I married you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're not just this person on this insane ship with me. Yeah. Run amok by oh my gosh. Crazy toddler. toddler. <laughs> yeah. um, 
we, I think I set aside one weekend night. So whether it's Saturday or Sunday, you know, mm -hmm. we sit and we watch a movie and or, you know, we just sit on the couch and right, surf the web together, you know, talk shit about people, things like that. <laughs> you both so sit on your phones on yeah, the opposite ends of the like, couch oh, yeah, and yeah. laugh at memes. Yeah, or, you know, I mean, that's our way of connecting. Yeah. You're know, just spending time with each other. We might not be doing the same thing, but we're kind of, you know, at least we're side by side or... Um, yeah, I think that's what that 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 has worked for us in the last what four years. Yeah, that's yeah, long you've been years. doing this. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Yeah. So, what about you guys? Well, we have such different schedules. Mm -hmm. um, he's still on shift work, mm -hmm. so that's really a tough time. Um, but I would say we do a couple of things. Um, one is we send each other podcasts and listen to them. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll send him this one. You know? <laughs> um, so sometimes we'll connect that way. Mm -hmm. um, definitely texting throughout the day. Yeah. Um, but it has really become so important for us, mm -hmm. like more than ever. Mm -hmm. We're he and I are both like a sandwich generation, and mm -hmm. those of you out there yeah. know what I mean. Yeah. You got to worry about the older people. You got to yeah. worry about the younger people. Yeah. It's really easy to um, to lose yourself and lose time for yourself. So um, we're trying really hard, and the operative board has tried, it's not always successful, mm -hmm. to try to carve one time during the week that's just us. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we're really busy, it might be just like a walk in the park, yeah. but it feels like a gift. Yeah. Or lately it's been grocery shopping together, which sounds like the most unsexy sexed. <laughs> <laughs> Adult statement, oh. like, Costco, get a slice of pizza. Uh, you know, we try to get the romance where we can, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, yeah. it's what you got to do. Yeah. We, I, <laughs> two weeks ago, I was, I think I'd read some dumb article, mm -hmm. which was talking about soul gazing. And we happened to, to be in the same place at the mm -hmm. same time, and I just, mm -hmm. you know, started staring at him. Because mm -hmm. I was gazing into his soul. Mm -hmm. And I think he felt threatened. Like a little <laughs> Like a lion on the Serengeti. He's like, what are you doing to me? And I'm like, I'm looking into your soul. He's <laughs> like, my soul is angry. So, oh you know, try different things. Yeah. So it's not all going to work for you. Soul yeah. gazing is not for the Palencias. No. <laughs> no, not for us either, I don't think. I don't know. And I think, I think for the kids, it's kind of the same thing, especially mm -hmm. as they get older. Well, I don't know if that's true. I think it just, time looks different depending on yeah. the phase. Yeah, um, yeah. Especially having three, it's trying to, to find a time where it's really just us mm -hmm. becomes tricky. Mm -hmm. So for teenagers, that's actually literally a car ride to something. That's the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. Take the earbuds out. Yeah. Listen to their, their day. Yeah. Um, and then for my younger one, uh, I hope my husband never hears this. We uh we have a strict rule. There's never any food upstairs. No. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> this is good. Yeah, we have a, it's a good rule in theory. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a television up in our room, mm -hmm. and in the winter time, um, with my youngest, he and I will sneak chocolate. Oh. And watch TV together, whatever he wants to watch. Mm -hmm. um, which even if it makes my eyes bleed, mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. Because he feels really special. Because he's like the other kids don't know about yeah. it, so he feels privileged and. That makes him feel like a million dollars, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, if you give somebody an hour, it's actually better than a lot of not present multiple mm -hmm. hours. 
yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, that that that's what we <laughs> that's what we do. It's not a sophisticated answer. I mean, I mean, it's the little things, right? I think that's one thing that I learned um, in the last four years is the quality over the quantity. Um, even if we get five minutes together in that day, yeah. I feel like we've kind of subconsciously made that five minutes really good, like five minutes really meaningful and really being in the moment rather than spending an hour in the same house and we're just, you know, off doing um, different things, which we, you know, would, would have been doing if there was no kid, and me not being in the doctoral program, I think there would have been a lot of those moments. But now, because we have so many, you know, different things pulling us in different directions, yeah. um, that quality time is becoming more apparent. So that's kind of good. I'm going on a limb and kind of saying the truth is, I think I would have been lazier in my relationships mm-hmm. without something like this yes. to test me. Yes, I agree. I um, totally so agree. So maybe it's not such a bad thing. So, like, when you're having your moments of guilt, <laughs> honestly, maybe realize, like, well, it's actually making the people in your life appreciate time with you more because mm-hmm. it is precious, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and just understanding that nobody's demanding perfection. Mm-hmm. It seems like it. And, yeah, to a certain degree, bosses and professors do, but, you mm-hmm. know, they're oh, people. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Who care about bosses? <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell them. <laughs> So that's it, I think. Work-life yeah. balance, the guilt ad- addition. I yeah. think our bottom line is don't feel guilty. Is that what we're saying? I think Making so. Making it easy? Yeah. And, you know, making the, the quality moments count. Yeah. yeah. Bring your C-game. It's fine. Yep. yep. It's perfectly okay. Yeah. All right. Well, take care and thanks for listening to us. Bye. Bye.